When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Hello and welcome to another edition of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. And I'm here with Kamika Smith of the Boss Network, who's sitting in for our co-host, D.C. Marshall. We just substituted one powerful woman of God with another. Welcome, um, Kamika, and thanks for joining us in D.C.C. What's going on? How's it going? It's going It's going well. It's always a pleasure to be here on Be Lifted Up. You know, nobody can uh, step into D. Marshall's shoes, so I just feel honored to be able to sit here and be a part of the conversation. <laughs> You have been such a uh, a mentor, a, a friend, and a confidant over the last 15 plus years that I've known you. So whenever I'm able to share a stage with you and you know talk about God and faith and uplifting our people, I'm here for it. Well, you're all about uplifting your people as the Boss Network is getting ready for its 15th anniversary since its founding. I don't know, that's really exciting. It's so exciting. You know, doing this work for so long. Um, it's a blessing to be able to have a vision and to be able to see that vision come into fruition. But I think the biggest blessing is how much support I've received over the years. Because you know how when you start something, people are like, nobody's going to support that. Oh, that sounds crazy. But God has a way of just showing up and showing out for you every single time. And when he gives you the vision, there is nothing that he won't do to make that be accomplished. And so just through the relationships that I've built over the years with people like you and D.C. Marshall, it is a testament to um, just walking in your faith and God providing you all the tools that you need to deliver on what he's promised you. And speaking of God tapping you and providing all the tools that you need to do what you need to do, we are talking today about the anointing. Um, And, you know, let's talk about anointing is an impartation from God that transfers the power of God received by first serving the purpose of God and the capacity that God has given you. And in addition to that, the anointing needs to flow and serve God's purpose or else it will dry up. Mm. You know a little bit about that, given how you have just done a great job with your anointing with the Boss Network. But I mean, when you think about the idea of the anointing or being anointed to do something by Mm. God, what comes to mind? It's a word, right? Called chosen or few, (laughs) right? That is what comes to mind when I hear about the anointing, because when you are anointed, everything that you touch will manifest the way it's supposed to be. And I will be the first to tell you, Alfred, I know that I was anointed for this work. And the reason I know that is because it was beyond my capacity, but it was through God that everything that I've accomplished has come to pass because he's equipped me with what I need through my own gifts and talents, through resources, through other people. And so when he put places that thing inside of you, I always say he'll give you the tools to deliver, you know, that's the anointing, you know, and, and, and what is it? The anointing breaks the yoke. 
um, because you're going to birth that thing because he has put that vision and that's going to help to uplift and build the kingdom. And that's what it's all about. Everything that we're doing is about building God's kingdom. So what I love about the anointing when God anoints, yeah, his anointing often baffles us human beings, meaning we think about who people who are, who are qualified to do things and who, who, who look like they should be doing it. Right. And God will take that person that doesn't look like they should be doing it, mm-hmm. who doesn't have the credentials, who doesn't have the qualifications, so that you have no choice but to give them the glory when that person does it. And, yep. and again, that's, that's been the story of my career. You know, mm-hmm. many people, a lot of people do know, but many people still don't know that mm-hmm. I built this career as a, as a you know, 40-year veteran, media executive, editor. I didn't study journalism in college. Mm. There, was, there was nothing about my experience um, yeah. prior to starting my career that said, this is what I was going to be doing. I tell people that so that I don't get confused. I didn't do this. That's God, right. I just set it up so the only way to explain what you've been able to do is me. Right. God's going to get the glory. So listen, without further ado, I want to bring in someone who clearly has an anointing um, that she blesses people with just all over the world. She's a minister of music. She's a recording artist. She's an entrepreneur. And I am so glad that we can now say she's a guest on Be Lifted Up. Yes. Please welcome to the show, Lucinda Moore. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey boss lady. Hello. It is okay. so good to have you on the show today. You see how me and Kamika roll off. Something tells me you're going to fit right in. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. It's, it's a joy to be on this show. A joy. Well, Lucinda, you know, our, our producer, Gwen Franklin, has so many wonderful things to say about you. Um, you you just been um, built an amazing career as a gospel singer, a songwriter, an arranger, um, you know, leading large choirs. Um, I know you come from Bridgeport, Connecticut. People don't necessarily think of Connecticut as a hotbed of gospel town, <laughs> but you know, God does what God does. No, <laughs> um, you know, but just, just talk yeah. about your journey. You work, you know, you've been, you know, work with, um, you know, the Gospel Music Workshop of America. Um, and you know, you just released Everybody. a solo recording in 2004, Unlimited Praise. Yes. Just talk about your, your journey um, mm. and, that, that brought you to our show, Be Lifted Up Radio. Well, my journey started, first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone that's on here. Um, and I appreciate Gwen for having me and you guys for having me. Um, I don't know. I guess it was something about me that night at GMWA last week that caused her to, um, it was like a magnet, like caused her to come to me. I didn't know who she was, (laughs) but um, she came to me and I always try to uh, accommodate, you know, or try to make time um, for people. And when she asked me to come on here, I was, I I totally said, yes. I said, yes, immediately. Um, My journey started back when I was four years old, um, four years old, I looked at my mom and I, I told her, I said, I'm going to sing with this lady one day. I was so in love with Lady Tremaine Hawkins until it didn't even make any kind of sense. Um, at the age of four and five years old, I wanted to be a gospel singer. Um, and it was so ironic because on this album was the Hawkins singer. And I just totally pointed her out mm. at the age of 16. Um, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. At the age of 16, um, 
I got the call from Tremaine Hawkins. My cousin was the guitar player uh, for Tremaine for years and for the Hawkins. His name is Jonathan DuBose. My cousin Jonathan DuBose called me and said that Tremaine Hawkins needed a soprano. And I was the pick. So I ended up flying out. I I actually, I was singing in a group called the Willie Small Singers. And I actually pulled them in with me because she needed an alto, a tenor too. So I pulled everybody in with me and um, made magic. A few weeks later, we were, I found myself in Oakland, California, doing the Tremaine Hawkins Live, her first live album. I'm 16. Wow. So this opened up the door for what's what y'all see right now. Tremaine Hawkins looked at me and said, you know, I see me in you. Mm. I see you doing what I'm doing right now. This was that she said, so she said, the Lord told me to train you and to groom you, mm. you know, how to work a stage. So I was her, I was her sound check girl. I was sound check. She didn't have to come out her room. I knew exactly what she wanted. She trained me how to do that. She trained me how to work a stage. She trained me what Gwen saw the other night, um, that if your track don't work, then you go into a hymn or you go into something that's going to encourage the audience until that track works. And if it don't work, you keep doing something else. So, So she trained me how to dress. So all of the fashion that you see, I looked at Tremaine and saw that. And I said, when I get, you know, get to that point, I'm going to be, they're going to talk about my fashion too. You know, so I was like, <laughs> you know, they're going to talk about my fashion. They're going to talk about my singing. They're going to talk about me being an entrepreneur. They're going to talk, I'm going to sell clothes. I'm going to make shoes, you know? So that's yeah. just where, that's just where I was at the age of 16, where I had um, my goals and my vision was so large and that was a part of it. So at the age of 23, mm-hmm. I ended up getting married um, and having three children and decided to go solo. And I did. I did the solo thing. I stopped the background singing. I stayed with Tremaine from 16 to 23 until I got married, started having children. And then my husband um, at that time was a bass player. He still is a bass player, but he, he's a bass player. And him and I would write songs together. And then maybe about another 14 years, I think it was about 14 years, is when I got my record deal. Wow. Wow. With Ty Scott Records. And and that's where the ball started rolling. Yeah. As far as me being that that national recording artist. Um, the first song I did my live recording in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And then the, the very first song that hit radio and went viral was Turn Your Pressure Into Praise. Mm. So, turn, so yeah. Pressure Into Praise was the song that launched me. Mm. Lucinda had me in a daze. Like she's a storyteller. So <laughs> I'm not surprised that she writes songs. But, you know, one of the questions I have for you, Miss um, Lucinda, is, you know, you talked about at four years old, which was just astounding to me, knowing that this was something that you wanted to do. Um, how did that young child at four years old, how did you continue to discern God's anointing in your life through the actions and the journey that you had um, as you were building your career? Well, at four years old, a lot of people don't know. I'm, I'm an art. I'm a national recorded artist. I'm an artist. And... um 
the thing is, my first gift is prophetics. Mm. So I basically um, prophesied to my mom at four years old and told her who I would be singing with. Mm. You know, the Lord showed me at four years old what my path would be and how my setup would go. And um, I also told her that I want to sing with Hezekiah Walker. I ended up singing with Hezekiah Walker, like right around 23 age, 24, 25, something like that. So I've been with Hezekiah Walker for since then. So I, so I, I still sing with him sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, not only do I do my solo, but God's just, God is just wonderful. You know, um, I feel like I was the, the, the Bible says many are called, Mm -hmm. but few are chosen. And I feel like I'm one of the few that is walking around here with that favor. That favor is no joke. You know, that God will set me up. Now, he took me the long way. He took me the long way of success. And that's because I asked God for longevity. Mm. When you ask God for longevity, then you have to expect that your your children of Israel experience is going to happen. That you're not going to go the same way that everybody else have gone. And I do realize that, I, you know, everybody's saying that, that I should be much larger than what I am. And I said, no, I am where God wants me to be. And then when God takes you on a different path, you can't, you can't look at what everybody else do and where they're at. You mm-hmm. have to look at where God is taking you at that present time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I saw at four years old. You know, I, I say to you know the people I mentor and Kamika's alone one of my mentees mm-hmm. um but my kids and even I have to tell myself I have to ask myself do you want right. the direct route or the direct route right but it looks like the direct route to your point about the children of Israel you know if they had taken the direct route they would have gotten there in less than a year quicker right but they but it would not they wouldn't have gotten there Again, right you know by distance they would have gotten there sooner but by God's will they wouldn't have gotten there at all. That's right. Right. I, like, I know what I'm doing. And I, I always tell myself when I get impatient or when I talk to people about being impatient, I said, do you want the correct route or the direct route? Right. You want to take the correct route. And of course, God, you know, part of the anointing is following the route that God tells you to follow. Right. right. Reach the destination and the purpose that he's anointing you to serve. You know, you're, you're, right. you're, a, you're a stellar award winning artist. I am. Uh, you know, you, you, so even though you're, like you said, it, in a way it's taking longer, but even then you still accomplished some significant achievements along the way as, as, yeah. an, as an entrepreneur. Talk to me about, about, you know, those moments for you in terms of, as Kamika said, reflecting um, the, the authenticity of your anointing. Right. Well, first I had a grandmother who um, put in me and drilled in me to be humble wherever mm-hmm. God takes me. Um, and she also made me give her a promise that I wouldn't do. At that time, she would say boogie woogie music. <laughs> so I would do, I would continue to do gospel my whole entire life to um, send out the message of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I made her a promise and that's what I did. That's what I'm doing. Um, I just feel like to be successful you have to listen to people who are successful yeah. and you have to, to, and, and to, and when you listen to people who has already done it, then you'll be successful. Yeah. 
I don't know everything. I don't know how to do everything. I don't know, you know, even though I've learned a lot, I'm still learning. You know, even though I've been in the gospel industry since 2006, I am still learning. Um, And that's what I had to discuss with a lot of the younger artists who are just coming up, you know, or just just getting that popcorn, um, that popcorn success like that. You know, they haven't gone through the ropes that I've done. I've gone through. They haven't gone through rejection. They haven't gone through none of that stuff. Um, being told no, um, or or don't not not being in the click. You know, um, mm-hmm. or you're not on our level, so you can't be with us. You can't come in. You know, they haven't gone through that. And it's people like me and a lot of people who and and, and me in this generation who um who helped that to happen you know, to, to open up that door so they wouldn't have to go through all of the foolishness that we had to go through, mm-hmm. you know, in order to, to, to get in. Yeah. yeah. When I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Lucinda, you know, I, I'm listening to what you're saying and I, I love what you're saying about, and what we call it, like, you know, seeking wise counsel, right. Looking at our right. elders so that we don't have to take those hard paths, you right. know, they had to take. And I feel like that that's a wise person to be able to do that. But when you talk about the anointing, you know, for those listeners who are, you know, maybe, you know, early in their faith walk and and trying to identify that for themselves, you know, what is the anointing in in your um, experience and how do you identify that for yourself to know that you are anointed and called to do something? It's putting your focus on Christ Mm -hmm. and not you. What my gift that's in me the oil is on me because of what I've gone through in life, um, my experiences. Um, the oil is on me because in my brain, when when I open my mouth, it's not for me. It's for the people who's listening. Yeah. So, so God wants to use me. He wants to use us as a vessel yes. and not um, somebody who's just want to be in the business of it. It has to be ministry first and then industry. Mm. And that's what I tell people all the time. Like I'm, I'm a minute, I'm a minister in song first, you know, right. I'm ministering. We're all in the gospel industry and in the gospel, in gospel music, we are all singing about one thing and that's Christ. We're singing about God. We're singing about the Holy ghost. We're sing, singing about, you know, uh, being free. We're singing about one. It's a big ball of us. It's a big ball that we're singing about. And so it's not about us. And I just, I just said that. I just told someone that. It's not about me. So that anointing, I, when I'm singing, like the other night, when I'm singing, I'm focused on who is it out there mm. that is about to commit suicide? Mm. Who is it out there who need healing in their bodies? Yeah. Who is it out there who's who's dealing with depression? Mm-hmm. Who is it out there that needs to go home with what what they just heard that came out of me that's going to impact their hearts? That's right. They can, you know, they're hearing me in one in one building, but they taking what they heard and bringing it home, mm-hmm. and it impact them just like it did with um, Mama Gwen. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you yes, know, it yes. impacts. Yeah. So, and it stays with you. So, 
That's what I think the oil and the anointing should do. And and you have to earn that. You have to go through some things for that oil and, and the anointing. You know, in, in every walk of life, not just in the music industry or in the gospel industry, this idea of remembering that as people of faith, that we are meant to, we're meant to be vessels, not containers. That right. whatever we get for us is not just for us. Yes, we may right. be by it passing through us and yeah. coming our way. Good. So we're right. blessed in that way. But the minute we think that we're supposed to be the last stop and we start blocking the flow, you don't have to be a minister to understand that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a gospel singer to understand it. No matter Man. what you do, you are supposed to let it flow through you to other people. And the minute you become a container, you have right. you have blocked the anointing. Listen, right. were, were you getting deep into this? Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. You can tell I'm getting excited. We have here, I'm here with Kamika yes. Smith, again, for our co-host, D.C. Marshall. And we're here with the wonderful minister of music, and gospel recording artist Lucinda Moore. We'll be right back. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Kamika Smith here. We're back with Be Lifted Up with my host, uh, hostess with the mostest, uh, Alfred Edmund. And we have this amazing woman of God with us today who has just been talking to us about the anointing, uh, Miss Lucinda Moore. Lucinda, you know, right before we took a break, Alfred talked about how we are vessels and not containers. And you talked about how everything that God places in us is for us to pour out for other people. And that that is what we are here for. And that's what we're called to do. Um, Tell us about, you know, your your journey in this industry. You talked about ministry being first, but maybe some of the challenges you've had and how you've had to hold on to that anointing to know that, you know, this is the bigger picture here even through trials and tribulations. Right. Well, the bigger picture is um, I had to hold on to it. Um, there's a situation that I went through, you know, and, and for some, when, when the, when the enemy knows that you're anointed, you're a target, mm. you're a target. Oh, yeah. When Even as a little child, you know, um, there were some things that happened to me that, that I've gone through that I, and I minister about it now, you know, not ashamed to talk about it because at the end there was victory. Um, I look back at my life at the age of seven to eight years old and experienced being molested. Um, and then at the age of 14, being attempted rape, try a tip. If I didn't know how to fist fight, it would have been, been a rape. Mm -hmm. Um, and I realized then that I was a target by the enemy. Yeah. because of what was on my life and where God was getting ready to take me. And, but here's the good thing. It was a testimony. I could testify about it now. There's yeah. something that I went through and now I could talk to other women yeah. about being molested, being raped and how, how to forgive you and forgive yourself. And there's a quote, I, I wrote a book. I wrote, I'm right now. I'm in the process of, of finishing my book now. Um, I, I think I'm going to change the title. Um, from pressure, turn your pressure into praise to Lord, I hear you. I'm going to change the title um, to it because it's about my whole entire life. I'm sorry. It's about my whole entire life and, um, and what I had to go through in order to get to the place that where I am now. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the backdrop of that story of being molested and being, being raped, um, 
it's a wonderful thing when you know how to forgive yourself. And I, I wrote a quote in my book. It said, you got, I'm sorry. You have to forgive yourself for ba- blaming yourself so you can love yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Say it again, Mr. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for blaming yourself so you can love yourself. Yeah. And so when I realized, when God gave me that quote, and I realized that what I've gone through was something that I had to forgive me for, mm-hmm. then I had to forgive the molester, Um, it freed me up. Yeah. It freed me. It healed me. Um, in the in the in, in my book is what when I started writing is when I realized how much healing I needed. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Years wow. later, yeah. years down the line later, my molester came up to me and said, Will you forgive me? For molesting you as a child. When I say 50,000 pounds of hurt. Fell off of me. Mm. I said I've been forgave you. Mm. I wouldn't be able to come around you. If I did not forgive you. I forgave you because I forgave me first. Mm -hmm. So the oil. That oil. Now. Now I. Before that, I was singing wounded. Mm. Now I'm singing free. Yes. Yes. I tell other women how to heal thine own self. Yes. From the from the afflictions of what you've gone through. You're still stuck at seven and eight and nine and ten years old. Right. And then I never didn't, and then during that time, I've never I never knew why I was getting so much rejection from people, from other people. I was a target from the enemy. And now I see why. I see why. Because there was, when you carry the oil in your belly, when you carry that anointing, because it always been from the time that I started singing them, when I opened my mouth, people are being blessed. Yes. They the church goes crazy, you know, and I was in nine, 10 years old. I was singing like adults. So I had adults jealous of me, <laughs> you know, because of that oil, you know, yeah. you have people and, and, and I knew how to. So I I knew how to. Take when I knew that somebody wasn't happy with me and I, I get up and sing and they don't know what I've gone through, even as a little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That oil sticks with you, and and I'm able to share it with everybody else. Yes. Yeah, you, you you said a whole word because a lot of times we you know we have a romanticized idea of anointing that once you're mm-hmm. anointed, then your path mm-hmm. just opens up and mm-hmm. everything falls into place. Right. But the truth is, anointing one does make you a target because the enemy's goal is to keep you from doing what you've been anointed to do. He can't right. really stop you, but he can convince you to stop yourself through guilt. Right self-blame through lack of worthiness you, you could say well i just don't deserve to do this right but, so i think it is a, it's an important part of this conversation for people to realize that that when you receive the anointing and you understand what god wants you to do it's not going to be without opposition that right. you need to prepare for it 
And, and that, that, that's part of the journey. That's, and it's also part of how God gets the glory. Because if you could do it without God, right. without opposition, it, it could be easy for you to say, well, yeah, I got this done. I Not, did that. Right. Yeah, I did that. Look what I did. Right. And, you know, no, it, it right. doesn't help you remember, no, this is what God did through you. This is what God did for me. Right. Yeah. And I was just talking about the humbleness, staying humble. Yes. yes. You know, God has a way of humbling you. Yes, mm. he does. He has a way of humbling you when you when you feel like you're getting arrogant. That oil, that oil isn't for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's for the people. Right. But isn't it beautiful though how God works, Lucinda, even in him allowing these things to happen to humble us? It's all to bring us back to him. It's right. supposed to bring us back home. It is not to right. hurt us. It's not to harm us. It's to bring us back to the Father, you know, right. because He knows yeah. that that's where we're safe. You know, yes. that's where we're covered. Um, right. And so when we, like we said, when we're trying to do it on our own, we think we're doing things in our own right and our own will. That's when we're yeah. go to the enemy. You know. Yep. And so God exactly. is going to bring us back to covering. Amen. I, I, I love that that you and Alfred pointed that out. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so again, we know that you're an award-winning artist, even though, you, again, you're on the ascendancy of your career. Uh, but I want to, you know, as we wrap up this segment, but even go into the next segment, talk about you as an entrepreneur. In 2017, you launched Nala Music Group uh, with the release of Walking in My Favor, which charted at number three with Billboard, which is, I mean, I know you said you're, you're, you're kind of just getting going, but you, you're going yeah. to what I can see. But briefly, talk about what moved you to start um, Nala Music Group. Well, um, I was signed with Ty Scott back in 2006. And again, learning the ropes of um, what a label do. That was my first record deal. Um, later on, of course, you know, labels drop you. You know, I did my first record, Turn Your Pressure Into Praise. That was my hit. The second record didn't do too good. I got dropped from Ty Scott. I did a 10-year hiatus. Um, because I was so wounded and hurt from, you know, being dropped from the label. I felt like I wasn't appreciated, you know, a whole nine yards. And it took me yeah. those 10 years to reinvent myself. Mm. So I had to reinvent myself. And when I reinvented myself, I started Nala Music Group. This was um, the year that my granddaughter was was born. That's mm. the name of my granddaughter's name, Nala. So my first granddaughter, I got two granddaughters. So Nala Music Group came and then I released um, a single called Walking in My Favor. I did it myself and um, it did it did okay. Lucinda Moore, she is a ministry of music. She is a uh, anointed woman of God. And, you know, uh, we want to know more about the music um, because I, I know for me, um, music has kind of saved me through a lot of situations, you know? Um, yes. I mean, just being able to kind of just go to God's word through song um, and mm-hmm. just it ministers to your spirit. And right. so uh, we want to know how can we hear more about the album? We know you have an album um, that has just been released. Lord, I hear you. We know yes. that you are uh, an author. So you have a book that's coming out. How can the people connect, support, learn more and, and get, connected to your word through ministry and music? Well, I have a, a, a album out right now that dropped on June 23rd called Lord, I Hear You. Um, um, but the single, Lord, I Hear You, um, hit number three on Billboard and number one on Media Based Charts, which is the part of Billboard. 
Um, that happened in March of 2023. And I am excited about that because that was that song was written back in 2015 when the doctor told me that I had a cyst the size of watermelon on my spine and that if I did not get surgery at that time, that I'll be paralyzed um, like within the next week. So I went on, I dropped, I had dates lined up. I had all of this stuff lined up, you know, for me to go sing, travel, had deposits. And I had to make a decision at that time to go ahead and have the surgery. Um, long story short, had the surgery and my heart stopped on the table. And when I came to, they told me what happened. I lift my hands and I told, I said, Lord, I hear you. Mm. Lord, I, I kept saying, Lord, I hear you. Yes. Lord, I hear you. Lord, I hear you. Mm. And Lord, mm. I hear you was written in my hospital bed with my with staples going up my back mm. in 2015. So we were supposed to release it yeah. um, right before the pandemic. And the Lord told me to hold it until mm-hmm. after everything is over. And I did that. We dropped it in 2021. And that's when it hit number one on media base and number three on billboard. So I'm excited about that. Um, you can get those, that song and my album, you can get on my website at www.lucindamore.com. Um, There you will also find my little boutique. I have like a, um, I call it my merch. Um, I had a store back in uh, 2012 in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, inside of Coastal Grand Mall. Um, that's where my entrepreneurship started. Um, I opened up the store. It was maybe about 2,500 square feet, almost 3000 square feet. Um, we did very good in that store and I decided to shut it down, you know, and because it was a lot of work, um, I was traveling a lot at that time. And then, um, um, you have, you know, I have to have employees all the time at the store every day. So I just shut it down. And I put it on my website. I make shoes. Um, So I make stiletto shoes. I make stiletto shoes, flat shoes, sneakers. Um, I had some time out, you know, it's a boutique. So I'll make shoes. And if it sells out, then I'll wait to go and make some more. I I haven't tapped into it lately because of the music. But it's the music that funds my store. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so at lucindamore.com and I have some other items up there too. lucindamore.com, you can get the hard copy of Lord I Hear You and then um you guys can go and stream purchase uh, and download my all the songs on um the digital outlets. Oh, that's so great. Now, you just told us earlier that your autobiography you're going to change the title to Lord I Hear You. Yes. What, you, what is the how how does your writing this biography um, become like another expression of your anointing. What do you hope um, to accomplish with, with the release of this book? Well, I want to I want to help uh, new artists, mm-hmm. artists that have not scratched the, the surface of the gospel industry. You know, to tell, show them, to show them so they can read what I have gone through to get here. Yeah. Um, that it was not easy, and if you get it easy. Or if you get an overnight success, then you need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You need to worry and, to, to, and you need to know that it's not going to really last that long. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you got to go through something in order for something to, you know, to have longevity. That's right. So, yeah. so this, this is for, for those who want to kind of follow it in your footsteps and, and to 
to enter the industry. Right. That's it, 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 it will help them see where I come from, who I am. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know that I, I came up in the fire baptized holiness church. I was raised, born and raised in the fire baptized holiness church, mm-hmm. you know, where there was, we were strict, you know, so I got the story about that. I got, I got the story about my uncle, um, we, at the family reunion and, and, and him still in the Coca-Cola truck, um, the, the, and brought it to the family reunion. You know, I, you know, it's, it's funny stuff in there, you know, stuff that about my life period, about my family, about my success, about singing with Jermaine, Hezekiah Walker, you know, the ups and downs that I had, the no's, the yeses, you know, things, how I did it, you know, who I had to deal with, you know, in the industry um, in order to, in order to get here, you know, yeah. so God has blessed me that to where I can help other people. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to take a cue from Alfred, and uh, I think he asked our last guest this. If there's one thing, you know, because it, it sounds like you have so many words of wisdom and nuggets and advice in your book that you can share with those that are wanting to walk in your footsteps as um, people in the industry, in the gospel industry. If there is, you know, one piece of advice that stands out for you that maybe you've gotten from a mentor or just maybe that you've learned through life, what would that advice be to up and coming gospel artists? Not to give up. Giving up is not an option. Mm. Not an option. Mm-hmm. If you if you start something, you go in the studio and you go into, you know, you go in the studio, you get your CDs or whatever you packaged up, you or you put it online, and it looked like it's not happening. It looked like no movement is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't stop there. I would say instead of starting something new. Go back and see what's wrong with that album mm-hmm. and re-release it. Yeah. Don't keep spending money on new stuff, new stuff, because that didn't work. You go back and get those songs, reinvent those songs, remix, master those songs yeah. and do it again. Mm-hmm. Put it out again, you know, in a different way. You know, so I often tell new artists that also um, that you need a budget. You can't just go out. You just can't do go in the studio. You can't just go in the studio and do an album and don't have no kind of directions for your marketing and, and your promotion. So marketing and promotion is the biggest thing that you can ever do when you're doing music. Mm-hmm. So that's what I could tell them. You have to have go fry some chicken, do something, <laughs> you know, fry, uh, ask mom and them, you know, to help you. Find out how much money you need mm-hmm. for marketing and promotion, and you will find out that the studio is a little thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's wise words, Miss Lucinda. You know, as, as as we close out our conversation, as usual, we could keep this conversation going on for another hour, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. the, the thing that I'm impressed by you as we talk about um, embracing your anointing as a topic for the show. Is yes. that everything that you do, you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're a right songwriter, you're a singer, you're a performer. There's all these things that you do, but you have been very clear that who you really are, you're a minister of God's word. And you said here, right. I'm an entertainer. I am not right. a stranger. I am not a diva. You know, right. I, this is ministry. This is God's ministry. And often right. as, we, as, we, as we follow our anointing and we experience success and we get distractions and people pulling different ways, mm-hmm. it is how important is it for you always to remember 
who Lucinda Moore is and what is she here to do, despite mm -hmm. all the other demands that are going on around her. I have to remember whose I am. Yes. That's it. And that my purpose is for him, not me. Mm. I reap the benefits of it. I reap the I reap the benefits of writing a song. You know, that's the business side. But then I have to remember on the ministry side who I'm doing it for. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it for God. I'm his servant. Like I said earlier, I'm his servant. And it's just that, you know, many are called for your chosen. I've been, I was chosen to be in this gospel industry. Many, it's a lot of people that can sing. There's a lot of people that can play, but they're not chosen to, to get a record deal. They're not chosen to be a, a part of the gospel industry. And so I thank God that God chose me for my voice to get out into the nation and into the world. Yes. I have a, I have a vehicle of getting out there and, and a vehicle of, of being pushed out there so that my message can get out there into the ears of the people. Mm -hmm. Lucinda, I will speak on behalf of Kamika or, or Dee Marshall, who's not here, but I know has a heart for everything that you're doing. Gwen, our producer, Listen, we are so glad that our vehicle is aligned with your vehicle to support And I group. thank you for your vehicle. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so Amen. much for being our guest today on Up, Your Guide to Living an Abundant Life. Thank you so much. You. No problem. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Such a pleasure. Kamika Smith here and for DC Marshall for Be Lifted Up Radio. And I'm just excited to be able to sit in the seats with this amazing host, Alfred Edmund Jr. And I, my spirit has just been blessed today um, from this amazing woman of God, Lucinda Moore. Um, she talked about the anointing, you know, how it flows, how to just stay connected to that anointing and how to never give up on ourselves, no matter what challenges or things that life and the enemy throws at us. And so to me, that was a, a word. So thank you all for having me and, and let me be a part of this conversation, Alfred. We can, you know, I've talked about this before, both, you know, in you know, public settings and public stages, as well as, you know, in our own private conversations, that one of the most powerful parts about an anointing is mm -hmm. that to stay focused on it, it will get you through that resistance. It'll get you mm -hmm. through the rejection. It'll get you through the tough times. Mm -hmm. It'll be rewarding. Even if the world doesn't reward you, it won't matter because mm -hmm. you're not doing it for the world. You're, you know, That's you right. work as unto, as unto the Lord, not as unto man. And usually when we get off track is when we start being more yeah. concerned about the reward from the world that we forget that the real reason we're doing this, that while we may get some benefits from the world, as Lucinda said, yeah, yeah I, I get royalties from my songs. I get paid to perform. Yes, there is a business and I'm rewarded, but that's not why I'm doing it. And I, I think in all walks of life, sometimes we really get confused between the anointing, which is the real reason we're doing it, and the rewards that may or may not come in addition to that anointing. Right. And I think that's truly important for you know people who are experiencing success, both inside the entertainment industry and outside. Sometimes we'll, we'll start, um, I think I, I shared a post on my Instagram that said, the minute you start worshiping the blessings more than the person who's blessing you, that's idolatry. Absolutely. You no. Know, um, yeah. God wants to bless you, but he, want, he doesn't want the blessing to be, be more important than the relationship right. with him. And, and, you know, Lucinda, again, she's just blessed us by being on the show. She did. Listen, everybody, um, you know, we so miss D, but I'm so happy that Kamika <laughs> goes in when she can because 
Uh, both of them are powerful women of God, and it's a blessing to be on the show with you. Amen. You've just heard another great edition of, of uh, Be Lifted Up, Your God to Living an Abundant Life. You can listen to this podcast and other episodes at BeLiftedUpRadio.com. That's the letter B, Lifted Up Radio. You can also follow us on social media at BeLiftedUpRadio, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Stay in touch. Stay with us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.